welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and therapist success coach. So today's topic is very near and dear to my heart, and it is on mentorship. So today we are going to be specifically looking at the top three things to look for in a mentor. Okay. So before we dive into the top three things, I wanted to first define what a mentor is, and then I wanted to compare it to two different other titles that seems to be used interchangeably, yet they're very different. So let's first define mentor. Mentor is an experienced or trusted advisor that you work with. They will share information about their career path, and you can usually go to this person if you need a link for resources. So for example, if you are a psychology student or a business student, you may go to a professor or someone who you know in the community that's doing a lot of work in that field or in the area that you choose to go into, and you want to maybe shadow them, you want to interview them, but you really want to get a better sense and idea of one, what it took for them to actually get to the place that they're at and to also be able to drop some nuggets, some knowledge for you to be able to go down the same path. So now let's look at a different term, which is a therapist. So a therapist is a person that's licensed. Um, The goal of a therapist is to help their clients improve their life. And they do that by helping the client develop coping skills, emotional skills, and cognitive skills, meaning they give them a better way of how to think about things so that they can make a better decision. Um, Their overall goal is to enhance stability as it relates to relationships, whether that be with friends or family, academic performance, or occupational performance, okay? So the goal of the therapist is to really help you develop the skill set to then create stability. Um, And a lot of things about therapists that some people don't know especially if, for example, you choose to use your insurance to go to therapy, is that therapy will talk about your past. But once you become stable, um, which if we look at a scale of zero to 100, like a grading scale, then as long as you're at a 70, technically like a C, technically you are stable. Does that mean that you no longer need therapy? Of course not. But If you are utilizing your insurance and you are stabilized in your relationships, there's no problems at school, there's no issues at work, and you may be having just some lifestyle obstacles come up, which we all do because we're human, technically your insurance will not cover it, okay? So then we're introduced to coaching. Now we've um, heard of maybe the word life coach and business coach, but for this mentorship podcast, we're going to specific, specifically define life coaching. So a life coach's goal is to encourage their client um, to move beyond, um, I'm going to say, a stagnant mindset and really look at what does their client want to accomplish in their career? What are some personal challenges that they may be Um, incurring over time. And with life coaching in comparison to therapy, life coaching doesn't require a diagnosis. So life coaching is really focused on the here and now and pushing you forward. Now, it doesn't mean that they won't get information about your history, but life coaching doesn't stay in your history for the remainder of your services or treatment. 
Their goal is also to help you achieve your goals and to enhance your ability to have major life shifts and to help you determine your ability to achieve your goals. Because a lot of times we have in therapy what we call cognitive distortions and people stay there and then you really don't believe that you even deserve to graduate from college. You don't deserve to get a particular job. You don't deserve to get a promotion or to open up your own business or better yet in business, you don't deserve to make a certain amount of money. So a life coach will help you break through those barriers to help you actually achieve your goal. And a life coach can actually continue to work with you while you are actually in the process of achieving those goals. Okay. So I definitely wanted to take some time out before we dive into the top three things to look for in a mentor um, to distinguish or differentiate the three areas because some individuals seek out a life coach when they should really be in therapy. Some people seek out a mentor when they should really be in business coaching. And I wanted my listeners, you to be very well versed on the differences because you can actually have all three depending on what area of your life we're focusing on. So like I said, if you're in school, you may want a professor as a mentor, but then you're going through some personal challenges that's, um, creating some anxiety symptomology that's impairing your ability to do well in school or stay focused. Therefore, you would see a therapist for a short amount of time. But then you may also have a life coach as it relates to your marriage. Um, You know, you can have um, coaches and or mentors or therapists for different categories of your life. So now that I've explained the three different um, types of words that are used interchangeably as it relates to mentorship, now I want to tell you a little bit about how I was introduced to my real first mentor. So my first mentor, her name is now Dr. Karen Wilson. Um, She's um, a professor over at Cal State Dominguez Hills um, in Carson, California. And I was introduced to her through my master's um, in clinical psychology program. So during that program, I had never really had a mentor outside of high school teachers kind of guiding me down the right path regarding college or, you know, of course, passing my classes. And so um, I found myself being very stuck. Um, there wasn't a lot of people, um, unfortunately, in my program that looked like me. And then I was very stuck on deciding if I wanted to obtain a doctorate degree, did I want to stop at the master's level and really hone in on what will a master's degree give me or what will a doctoral degree give me that a master's can't. And so I decided to reach out to her and some of the things that I remember doing to make sure that she was a good match was that, of course, I first observed her teaching style and I loved her teaching style. She was very down to earth. She was always available to answer any questions that we had related to, of course, class materials. And then I extended um, out and I wanted to talk to her outside of class. And so I remember specifically this day um, walking toward the administration building in the front. And I don't remember if she was just walking there and I kind of just tagged along, but it was not like a scheduled meeting or anything. And so I decided to take that opportunity to ask her specific questions as it relates to um, the field. And like, can she tell me a little bit more about what she does outside of the school? So she gave me an analogy in particular to a master's degree versus a doctoral degree. And she had said, she asked me some questions first and she said, you know, do you want to create pretty much your own lifestyle? Do you want to create your own schedule? And I said, yeah. She said, okay, you know, do you want to continue testing? I said, of course. Um, So after she asked me a few questions, she basically helped me understand that what I was saying was leading me down the path. That's the guidance part of a mentor. It was leading me down the path that I had to apply to a doctoral program if I wanted those particular perks that come along with a doctoral level 
um, licensure, right? And a master's in clinical psychology, there is no licensure degree, but I can become a marriage and family therapist because I had the internship number after I graduated um, for my ability to do so, but I didn't want to cap it out with just being able to do therapy. So that's how I was first introduced to I'm going to say true mentorship. And some of the other important parts were that um, I wasn't afraid to ask for help. I wasn't afraid to schedule meetings. Um, I kept in touch after I graduated and it wasn't weekly, but it would maybe be quarterly with me updating her what I was doing in the field. Or I would receive emails because I'm an alumni and they would want to know what we were doing in the field also to showcase us to the current students. So that was pretty cool. Right. And so that's how I was introduced to mentorship. So now let's get into what will help you be able to define who would be a good mentor match for you. So number one, you want to think about the what. What do you need in a mentor and what can they help you with in this season in your life? So even though I gave an example of a professor in the academic institution, when I say the word mentor, I want you to think about every area of your life. It can be mentorship over finances. It can be a mentorship over spirituality, over relationships or marriage. Um, over your business. Um, I want you to think about every aspect of your life because you may need a mentor for one area, not just school. So what do you need a mentor for and what can they help you with? And how you would design your answer to this question is I would like you to use a downloadable printout that I um, have included in my show notes for you to download for free. And you are going to create a list of what you need help with. So what I've done is I've created prompts for you to answer these questions so that you can really first define what this mentorship will do for you. Um, A lot of individuals who are looking for a mentor or heck, even a therapist, right, is that we will meet someone first or we will hear about someone and then the person itself or what we feel like they can give to us makes us believe that they are a good match. And sometimes a a person on paper is not the best match for us when we actually meet them in person. So you first want to technically build an image of your therapist, not your therapist, I'm sorry, of your mentor before you actually meet them so that when you interview them, you can make sure that they meet your criteria. So first, the what? The number two is the who. So when you think about the season of your life that you need help with, you want to be able to describe your ideal mentor. What are the credentials that they have? So for example, I knew that if I was thinking about a doctoral program, clearly I need to interview someone that has a doctoral level degree. And that's licensed because that's what I was looking for. Um, You also want to describe what state they live in. Nowadays with technology, your mentor does not have to live in your state. You can meet with them online. But if you prefer to meet with your mentor in person, then that means that you are specifically limiting the amount of mentors that you may be able to have access to, yet you're very specific. And that is what you need for a good match. You also want to think about how you want to meet up with your mentor. Are you okay with phone calls? Are you okay with emails? Are you okay with meeting on a conference call? Um, You know, so you want to think about the who and the what. And also, let me go back to the what. You want to make a list of what are some ideal characteristics like as far as desires and needs that you would want your mentorship to have. So for example, even though I want my mentor to give me information about doctoral programs, because that will help me make my decision for which program I will apply to or not at the time, then the who is I would prefer for me a black psychologist that is licensed, that is doing testing, that is doing their own thing in the community, such as a business owner, because those are the things that I was thinking about 
way back in the beginning of my grad program. And if you actually look at my career now, that is exactly what I am doing for the most part. Okay. So the number three is availability. Availability is one of the things when we choose a mentor, even a therapist or a life coach that rarely people look at like this category. So this can be one of your biggest mistakes that we miss, that we miss, um, that we don't look at because you can have someone that matches number one and number two. However, they're never available. So when you think about availability, you want to think about how long will I possibly have to work with this mentor? I don't talk to my mentor all the time. I may talk to her like once a year, you know, and that's only because we run across each other's information, like on LinkedIn or through email. Okay. Cause she's on, I'm on her email list for her program. So how long do you believe that you need to work with this mentor for? Because that's important for them because they may only have a certain amount of availability during the year because maybe they work more during certain parts of the year. You also want to decide how often you would need their help. Now the goal would not be to talk to a mentor daily unless Let's just say you're applying for a job and they're helping you um, design your resume. That would be different because you're probably going back and forth via email. But overall, you wouldn't be talking to your mentor every single day. So what's your idea of how often you would want to even do a check-in? And then with the check-in, who's going to contact who? Because it does come down to expectations and responsibility. So most of the time, what I've observed with some of my college students when we've talked about mentorship is that they expect that the mentor is to reach out to them. But let's think about the dynamics. Who needs the help? You do. You need the mentor's help. So am I saying that they're not going to check on you? Of course not. But you cannot say that if they don't reach out to you, therefore, they're not a good mentor because you clearly are choosing them as your mentor because probably of their lifestyle, their career. What do they do to make additional streams of income, which means that they have a lot going on? Right. So you want to keep availability in mind and your expectations of not just the mentor, but also yourself. What is going to be your expectations as far as you doing your part with your mentor? So, again, just to recap, we talked about the differences between a mentor, therapist and coach. And then we also have addressed the what as far as what you need help with with the mentor. What can they help you with the who? What type of characteristics do they have um, or credentials that they have that you would need them um, to have in order to be a good match? And then, of course, availability. So um, I really hope that you use the downloadable handout. It's an ebook that I've created specifically for your guide to pick a great mentor. Um, there are activities in there in addition to summarizing what I've put in this podcast episode. Um, but please don't um, hesitate to reach out. Um, make sure that. You are on my Instagram page because a lot of times, especially with podcasts, I may either record it simultaneously or then I'll record it later without all of the disturbances of social media, you know, with shots out, shout outs and everything. And so with this episode, I did record it on Instagram, but there were some technical difficulties that I ran into. And so I decided to make a cleaner version and just record it you know, again, for the second time. And so if you want to catch me live, be sure that you turn on post notifications. Um, my Instagram handle is below. It's at Dr. TK Psych. Um, and you will be notified also of posts that I put up. I put up a lot of motivational posts throughout the week, along with also showing you how to live a true abundant lifestyle by showing you that I apply what I am teaching you, which is that you want to create abundance in your career, in your academics, in your business, in your money, and in your relationships. So I really hope that you enjoy this mentorship podcast and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a great day. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle.